Way. And I'm Jacob Stevenson. Welcome to our podcast here at Shutter Speed Media. This is a podcast for people interested in photo and video production in the automotive industry. Our goal is to share, educate, and entertain you with stories, experiences, and content that we create, plus bring on guests to share their experiences in this field and working with us. And today we're going to be talking about a video that we produced with our camera rig um, on public streets with two chrome supercars. And our guests today, we've got Alex Sajati and as well Terry Lowe. Alex and Terry are here with us in uh, actually Terry's garage in front of his two cars that um, we think we've both had experiences with mm -hmm. already in a couple of different projects. And Terry's been super gracious. Um, and Alex is here who had the Chrome Aventador, yeah. um, which is not here right now, but it's not even Chrome anymore. But um, it's been dechromed. It's been dechromed since <laughs> since the video was shot. Um, so I guess I wanted to start uh, with asking you guys for a quick introduction and your, you know who you are and maybe what got you guys into cars. Yeah. And uh, maybe what's in your garage right now? Mm -hmm. um, hey, I'm Alex Ajati, 23 years old. Uh, I've been going to the Minnesota Cars and Coffee ever since I was a little kid. Um, I probably fell in love with cars playing Need for Speed Underground. Oh, there. <laughs> and then. When I was 15, I bought my first car. It was a 1980 Camaro Z28. Um, every panel was a different color. There were holes in the floor. And I love that thing. I still have it, still rebuilding it. Um, in the garage now, we got the 2012 Aventador, um, <clears throat> 2018 M4, uh, 800 horsepower, and then a 180 SX right-hand drive that we just rebuilt the motor for. And that's the, your uh, drift car, isn't it? That's the drift car, yeah. So I'm excited to throw the engine back in there. <laughs> And then the 70 Z28 that I'm rebuilding still. So yeah. Terry, what's uh, tell us about yourself? Okay, my name is Terry Lowe. I'm 45 years old, originally from California, and uh, got into cars when I was 18 years old. I bought my first 1991 Honda Civic Si, and uh, it was the, the tuner scene was a big deal in California around that time, and uh, basically what, the objective. What, what year did you say that was? 1991. Okay. Well, no, I got the car probably in 93, so it was just a few years old. But um, I had an opportunity to modify almost every part on that car possible. Wow. And hot import nights was a, was a huge thing. And I was actually just quite surprised because here in Minnesota, you know, it's kind of died off just a bit, yeah. but um, it was a giant scene back in California for hot import nights. So gone through my, you know, series of Hondas, going from the Civic to the Accord to the S2000. And then eventually making my way to a 1991 Acura NSX, mm -hmm. and uh, I've sold that since. And then uh, I also have the 2017 NSX, which is the chrome one you see above, and uh, that one's a fantastic car. And then after that, uh, picked up the 458 uh, to 2010, and uh, and yeah, those were my current fleet of cars. Oh, and I'm, I'm looking to perhaps add a Porsche to the mix. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> California in the mid-90s import scene, I mean, that was like ground zero for Need Giant. for Speed, sort of like Fast and Furious and Paul Walker. Yeah. And I mean, that's where it all like was born. Right. I mean, the whole scene in America. What was that like? I mean, being kind of at the forefront of all yeah. that. It was nuts because I was up in the Bay Area. I mean, a huge part of that began in L.A., down south. And you know, it made its way up north pretty quickly. And it wasn't just an Asian scene. I mean, everybody was participating in it. And the, it was, the, what was amazing was 
the amount of people that adopted to it um, of all ages, varieties, ethnicities. It doesn't matter what your background was. The thing that brought us all together was the love of cars. Mm -hmm. And no different than here in Minnesota now, but the tuner scene and everybody's gravitation towards modifying their vehicles to the full tilt, that was big. And the amount of girls that were involved in the scene was also quite large. <laughs> and you mix it in with music. and Wait, where it, did you meet your wife? It became a giant party. That's a big question. <laughs> I met her at the gym. So. Okay, that's yeah. good. That's got yeah. um, to be... Yeah, that's gotta be something to have seen, lived through that a little bit. I was still a pretty young kid yeah. then, so I, mm -hmm. I grew up with I was the not, speeds. Mm -hmm. I lived not that thing, but um, racing too. Alex, how about you? Like the BMW you said has 800 horsepower. I know you've been doing some work on it. Tell us a little bit about the build. Yeah, I first bought it, and my intention was to keep it stock as a daily driver. But I think as soon as I got home, I already had parts ordered. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I was running 85 for a while on stock turbos, um, did downpipes, midpipes, um, <clears throat> fixed a big problem the S55 engine has, their crank hub can spin. So we just did that and threw in the pure stage two turbos and now I'm back on 93 and it's close to 800 horsepower at the crank and then like Jeez. 720 at the wheel. Who are you working with on all these modifications <clears throat> or were you doing some of them yourself? I did some of them myself and then for the big jobs, uh, Terry Clyke and J Joe Striebel. Oh. They pulled the motor and did the crank hub and the, um, the turbo, so that was great. Dang. Got some very talented uh, mechanics in the and Those area, are the same sure. people that work on your cars, right, Terry? Uh, yep. Mm -hmm. Do they work on both the NSX and the Ferrari? Uh, mostly Joe, but, um, yeah. but Terry was involved in uh, the JB4 tune on the 2017 NSX. Okay. Um, what's your guys' experience with like Minnesota car culture? What's your, what's your just quick take on and what you've seen in the past few years, how you think it's evolving. How did um, you guys get into it? And where you'd like to see it go. I mean, I grew up going to all the, the cars and coffees at the automotive plexus and that those blew my mind, especially being a young kid, seeing all the cool cars and the crazy garages, uh, super inspiring. Yeah. And then <clears throat> just watching the car shows grow and all the other events that have popped up and Terry's done some great things, organizing some amazing cruises and bringing a lot of people into it and sharing it with not just the car community, but everyone in the, in the Minnesota. For sure. So that's been really cool to watch and super fun to be a part of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Terry, you've had your hands on kind of molding the car culture a little bit yourself with your new brand, Get Low Media, which we see on your shirt right yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's, it's really an authentic evolution of everything I wanted to see in the car community, and it's only one perspective, of course. Um, but how I got involved in the Minnesota car community was I had my NSX and there was a organization called um, uh, Minnesota Exotic and Supercars, MNENS, and it was great. It was a wonderful community of like-minded individuals with exotics and supercars. And not only that, but we shared a culture of um, uh, business as well. So we learned a lot from each other. So that was, that was a great experience. Um, you know, the evolution of the car community is interesting in Minnesota because it changes every damn season. So we go from roughly spring to fall and we enjoy the car culture and then it goes into a full dormant mode. Right. But then the following year, there's a whole new cast of characters. And just like every time you introduce somebody new into the mix, mm -hmm. it changes the dynamics. And so we've been watching this evolution over the past you know, several years. And you know, I, I noticed that there was a huge thing about people wanting to do meats, cars and coffee, but mm -hmm. I'm really just, more interested in the engagement 
So engagement takes several forms. Um, you've got one where you're actually driving. So we've got these hump day cruises that happen during midweek, but they also happen during the weekends where we take these adventure drives and we have fellowship, not only driving, but um, engaging in activities like having lunch, sometimes even going kart racing. So it's really about the whole car culture in the community. And, um, and of, of course, friendships are really deepened because of those engagements. Yeah. Um, but we've even done things outside. We've done community-related activities like have birthday cruises and where we can do fundraisers for kids. Things for, yeah, things for the community, which, mm -hmm. is, which yeah. is awesome. So it's, it's a little bit more than just car culture. It becomes huh. investing back in our community. Right. I think that's a great way to look at it. And it's not just like, you know, you kind of go to a car uh, car show and you think just all oh, car, 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 car. But it's it's not about cars. It's about people, right? It's about people. It's about yeah. people building networks. And that's the, big, the, the biggest thing that we've, you know, learned over our beginning of our career here is mm -hmm. just is networking and, and being able to meet people and mm -hmm. yeah. um, building friendships and yeah. building professional networks has been invaluable. Mm -hmm. Speaking so, of which, we've done some projects together. Mm -hmm. Yep. And yes. I think that we met Alex first. You know Terry before. Yeah, I've met Terry, I don't know, I think our first time actually interacting together yeah. for real was when I did some videos with you of both your NSXs. Was that kind of the first? And then the 3M deal. Yeah, right. That's yeah. when I met Terry. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and we met before when you were doing photography. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For the um, well, yeah, I mean, being being a photographer in the car community is, you can't be done without without people with cars. So I right. um, obviously met Terry through some sort of car event somewhere at some point. And has since, you know, Terry's been involved with us on a number of um, professional, like commercial shoots and mm -hmm. personal shoots. And mm -hmm. he's been super generous. And, and as you can see, the chrome behind us, that was... Uh, Part of a project we were involved with and Terry um, allowed us to use his car on that. Um, we also took it up to a racetrack and mm -hmm. um, did some very uh, spirited driving and uh, Terry let us do it without question which yeah. is pretty amazing. Um, and I, well, yeah, both of you have been involved with some with some commercial shoots that we've been involved with and it's just uh, it's been really cool so um, but with um, some of the personal projects um, that was with our rig car. Yep. Um, and we did some testing with that these guys. That was the guys. first time that we had built a rig car, yeah. I think. Almost a year ago now. Yeah, that was, was it a year ago? It was just over a year. Okay, It popped crazy. up on my memories. It seems like that the rig crazy. car has been, has been Around in longer. use for yeah, yeah. much longer. I, I, thought, I would have thought it was like two years ago, but. Yep. Um, being able to drive these cars through Minneapolis mm -hmm. and around Minneapolis and picking up strangers and, and just the interactions we saw in that just couple hours of being with these cars uh, was astonishing. Right. Um, so the question is for you guys, what is it like, I mean, from your perspective, to being an owner cars. of these cars, is it, is it more trouble than it's worth? Do you get more attention? Than, I mean, what's, there's got to be some pros and cons, obviously, but tell us a little bit about just ownership experience. I love it. I mean, part of the whole reason that I love that car so much is how happy it makes other people. Yeah. Um, every time you're getting gas, you're talking to people, you're making kids happy at the gas station and letting them sit in the cars and it just makes their whole day. You know, I'm sure they go tell their friends at school. Right. Like, they love it. Beginning. Yeah, they light yeah. up when they see the car. So that's, yeah. I love sharing my car with people and I've met other supercar owners um, that get offended or right. I, I don't get it. I don't go how, how you can be like that. Yeah. 
it it's so great being able to share the car with people and like the cruises that Terry sets up for all the kids. Um, yeah. yeah, the cars are supposed to be shared. I mean, we're amongst the COVID epidemic right now. Mm -hmm. And to you guys, you are hosting birthday cruises. We hosted a mega exotic a birthday, mega cruise. birthday cruise. Tell so me about we, that. we hit up uh, 22 children and we had over 50 exotics and supercars engaged in the parade. And the objective really was to be as efficient as possible. So any kids that were having birthdays in the month of May, mm -hmm. uh, we paid them a visit in the city of Prior Lake in um, uh, Shakopee and then also in Savage. So it was very, very efficient, extremely successful. And even to this date, I'm still getting emails and text messages <laughs> from parents, uh, how grateful they were. And That's awesome. uh, included in the gift bag were toys and a coloring book. And I received photos of them assembling the toys, uh, which included uh, Lego sets for, uh, of a Ferrari and a Lamborghini. Okay. Oh no, That's McLaren, awesome. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then also a coloring book of some of the actual vehicles that participated in the parade. So I send them back to the participants and they just love seeing this stuff. That's awesome. Right. So just like, I mean, getting it out there for you guys is, is really important part of ownership of these vehicles. Yeah, I mean, it's spread the love, spread the joy. I mean, it's, these cars are meant to be shown. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're meant to be driven. Yeah, I mean, we, we have a pure driver's group. I mean, not only do we enjoy going to car shows, we really, really like to put miles on these cars. And right. unfortunately, there are quite a few garage queen, uh, high performance vehicles and exotics in yeah. Minnesota. And some that would just completely blow your mind, but we have rare opportunities to be able to see them. It's true. And, you know, there are certain situations, you know, people maybe stretch themselves to get the car and it's just like, it's too risky to, mm -hmm. to get it out there on a racetrack or right. whatever, which I can understand. But for most of the owners, I feel like, yeah, they could probably do well, a lot of time. Miles. These, these cars are like what kids dreams are. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you're able to almost give them a dream come true experience. Yeah. You unlock that. Yeah. And there, there's generally a mystery and a mystique around the owners. Mm -hmm. Um, but have being able to engage with people who aspire to be able to perhaps have some of these cars, you realize these are just normal people. Right. Yeah. And that means this is very attainable for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point because some of the people we meet either want to be, you know, don't tell anyone this is my car, but you can use it in your projects. Mm -hmm. You know, it looks good. It's mm -hmm. just, a car that's out there it doesn't have to be known and other people are like yeah take my car tell them who owns it mm -hmm. you know share the love and so well and granted as professionals too mm -hmm. i mean it is not our inherent right to exploit any one person Correct. about anything so privacy is very important to some people and mm -hmm. we obviously yep. make that priority number one when it's when it's required or asked of um but for the rest of you that love sharing it i just yeah i applaud that for sure i think it's really cool to get it out there and to be seen and um as some people have said like to see a, a ferrari or a lamborghini blow past you on the highway yeah. at 100 plus miles an hour oh yeah. we don't do that here no, no. i mean mexico in mexico, yeah. mexico um like that just seeing that is like yeah it, it opens up something is, is like in, in your mind like that is cool and like yep. then you go on to want to make those same achievements in yeah. life and i think that's cool yeah. yeah and when they actually meet the drivers they it breaks down barriers it breaks down yep. stereotypes yep. you know and and um you know, the, initially people think, well, they're pricks or they're, you know, sure. you know spoon fed or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. but they, they realize, the right no, a lot of these people came from humble beginnings. Yeah. You know, they self-made, mm -hmm. they had to work very, very hard to make it happen and, and to maintain that lifestyle. Sure. Mm -hmm. So I met Terry, um, on a project, I think it's been two summers already. Mm -hmm. And it was the one when we wrapped this car, Chrome, right. your Acura NSX. Um, and Josh reached out to you because one of our clients who creates this film 3m we need to go and source cars for these projects 
and Josh thought of you. And it was the new Acura NSX and it's this new chrome film and it was like, we have to put this on an angular car that's really gonna show the angles and all this. And I just thankful yeah, I you. thought the NSX with all of its sharp design and yeah. sharp angles and stuff yep. would look so good with that chrome because like the surfaces mm -hmm. would all be kind of reflecting yep. different, different light and, and it worked out. I mean. Yeah, I haven't seen a better looking NSX than the, than the chrome one. And I'm happy that it's still chrome. This film is two years old. Two years old. Yeah. yeah. And, and they've a, uh, they've been asked uh, I've been asked to to bring it back to headquarters to show it again to um, the powers that be. Yeah, you've been kind of a part of the R and D process with this because this was yeah. really a prototype when it came out. That wasn't even on the market yet. Okay. And yeah. So, anyways, after yeah, that well, project, that was a, a rap film project, part of our professional side of work. Um, and then we introduced Alex to the same people because they needed a, a car to be modeled over winter in the headquarters. Um, and that's where Alex came into the picture. We had worked with him once before on another project mm -hmm. um, as a model, actually. <laughs> he likes cars and he models for us, so it's kind of a win-win. And uh, that's how your Aventador got wrapped chrome. It sat there all winter, it was free storage, a free wrap, right? And then the next spring we came out with our new rig car and we filmed these reactions of picking up strangers in your cars. And it was wild. It was wild. Yeah, I mean, people don't see supercars very often anyway, and now, add to it shiny bright chrome supercars right and now add on to it that we're letting them we're just picking them up randomly on yeah. the streets of minneapolis one day um and took them for a ride do you guys ever have arguments or debates i should say about which car looks better in chrome no i think they, they both look fantastic in chrome and they're different vehicles they are they're and different i don't vehicles. think alex and i are competitive at all Except when we're on the racetrack. Yeah. yeah, but no, not at all. I think um, they, they offer a very unique look mm -hmm. to each vehicle and they highlight the vehicle in a tremendous way. Yeah. Yeah, it was always so cool when they were next to each other, we were yeah. rolling together and mm -hmm. it was two amazing chrome looking cars. <laughs> I remember after the cars got wrapped, they started appearing at shows because we couldn't announce that it was a wrap color yet, but you guys were allowed <laughs> to take the cars. So right. everyone was like, wait a second, where's this chrome? Who that was a pretty people? awkward time, it wasn't was. it? it was like, yeah, and we, we couldn't say anything. The products were still on the hush-hush because they right. hadn't been published yet. Right. So right. Very careful about that. Some yeah. NDAs were in place and, yeah. you know, things just can't be spoken about until they're done. But um, how has the Chrome, like, held up over the two years? Because I feel like it's done pretty well. Yeah, it, it's actually held up quite well. Um, in addition to the Chrome wrap, I mm -hmm. had it um, ceramic coated. Okay. So it's got an additional layer of protection on there. Um, now the chrome, of course, you know, shows a lot of things like if you've got, you know, fingerprint marks on it, mm -hmm. uh, hairline scratches, that will appear. So you have to, you know, take uh, additional care in the washing procedure for the car. Um, but and also with any wrap, because we drive our cars so often, you're going to get uh, little chips up in the front, mm -hmm. you know, from road debris and such. And we go, you know, tend to go on county roads. So the wrap will get a little bit dinged up in the front. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's that's a given. Have you had any panels replaced? Or is it all still original? Uh, we had one column replaced, but only because there was another vendor that was um, doing an installation on it and overheated it. And uh -huh. so it discolored it. And, oh, I um, that. And so I 3M was kind enough to replace that. Yeah, that's good. And Alex, the chrome is off the event door now um, because I are you guys talking about changing it up soon? Cars? Uh, yeah, we're looking to get another car and I felt like it would be best to sell it with without the wrap so yeah. whoever's buying you could see the paint underneath. So yeah. it's back to black now. Back and to black. You're thinking about 
just uh, the newer, faster Aventador S, is that yeah, right? Yeah, it's a 2012, so their first year with the Aventador, they obviously had a couple of problems with it being the first year, so yeah, yeah. looking to upgrade the Aventador S with, it's faster, better handling, better electronics is a big thing. You can take the roof and off. Then, yeah, Roadster yeah. is the idea, because I think that'd be, that'd be cool. That'd be a lot of fun. No, I mean, the issues, it's, I mean, I don't think, they were not yeah. terribly I mean, unreliable, those cars still though, right? I mean, the Aventadors. You, you've had to spend almost nothing fixing that car. Oh yeah, yeah. We've never had any like major problems with it. Uh, I think part of that too is because we drive it a lot. Yeah. And a lot of people who have problems, they don't drive the car, so they it sits and then, yeah, you know, seals dry up sure. and it's not getting lubricated. So yeah, yeah. You guys have driving done, it a lot, we, uh, how I many, think, kept it pretty healthy. How That's, many rallies now, like across the United States? Yeah, we've done two rallies. We take it on road trips all the time. Yep. Um, yeah, we drive it a lot, get it out a couple times during the winter. Now, um, I do remember a story of, I think it was post-Crown Rally a couple of years ago. You drove it, just drove it straight back from Chicago to Minneapolis, which is about a six hour drive. Yeah. And by the end of it, you, you were telling us it's just, it's so brutal and so hard that it's backbreaking. Yeah, this, the seats are pretty stiff. Yeah. And so after doing a whole three day rally yeah. and then driving straight home, <laughs> right? it would have been so bad driving home, but there was so much construction work that, well, there isn't even cruise control in the car, but like yeah. constantly changing speeds and gears and it's loud and then yeah. we had the uh the valve and the exhaust just Wide stuck open. open yeah so like there's a constant drone, drone. Yeah. yeah it's a lot it's it's a good work drone. to drive that car it's not quite like the nsx where you can just turn it off and <laughs> be silent the different modes but yeah. you know that the, the ability to mod modify the valve is is wonderful because you can have a tame or you can have a wild mm -hmm. yeah now i've driven the aventador a number of times now and the biggest thing for me is I'm six foot two and I, it's a stretch to just get in there. But the big thing is like the visibility. I mean, it's like you're looking just through a sliver, right? It's true. My head is like at the roof level. It's, it's like hitting the roof. And now that dash is so far up and so far mm. away because the rake on the windshield mm -hmm. um, that your angle of view out the front is, is tiny. Um, when I got back in my truck after driving mm. that car all day, it's like I felt like I was in a, a clown Spaceship. car because I, I just felt massive oh, and space. Mm -hmm. um, that for me though, that's the part that kind of wears on me. It's just like, I just feel like you're closed in there and um, that's the only real downside to it because yeah, everything else about that car is just crazy and exciting and cool. Yeah. And, but um, that's the whole cockpit experience. Right. You, you feel like you're in the vehicle and you're engulfed in the vehicle. You become one. Yeah. Well, I mean, you say that, but these two cars do feel very different from oh, yeah. the Lamborghini. I mean, yeah. both the Ferrari and the NSX are kind of known for their interior space, right? NSX oh, is giant. Got, you, the 458 especially. Yeah, tons yeah. of shoulder room. Mm -hmm. um, and the NSX is dailyable. I mean, it's that mm -hmm. comfortable, which is yep. incredible for a car that has that much horsepower and four-wheel drive and Technology. three electric yeah. motors. And it's just like all the tech in the world. Yeah. Um, it's pretty impressive. And that's how they market it. It's the everyday supercar. So you, right. I mean, you can literally drive it every day. Cool. Um, so as far as getting these cars on, you know, on camera, mm -hmm. um, it started for us with, with our rig car. Um, last year, we, well, Jacob kind of was like taking initiative on mm -hmm. wanting to kind of own the local scene and be able to offer something more for your customers yep. with video. So tell us a little bit yeah. about how the rig car was the born. The rig car is always 
kind of been the end goal. And it's still, I would say, in phase one of what it should be. As I look phase two, 1.2. 1.2, sure, we've done some things, we've had some mistakes. But as I think about where I want to go with my work professionally in the video production world, especially like chase car work and following subjects like this around a racetrack and being able to pr produce that kind of content is the full arm car, right? So we'd have a, a matte black, probably SUV of some kind with a big Russian arm style crane on the roof swinging around. And this is still fixed. We've got the rig wheels isolated on the front, which produces great content for what it was. And I think it was cheap to get into. So right now it's just on a one series um, and actually a 128i non-turbo base. It's, it's slow. Hey, it does but I, I argue that because it it's, it's been reliable and it does the job. It doesn't have the turbos. So there's none of this crazy camera input of whooshing and hard acceleration. So yeah. But it it's still also quick enough to at least get up to speed with relative ease yeah. um, to keep up with the rallies you work on and yeah. you know the bigger commercial stuff. Yeah. But. On our track days, I would say we found our limit is about a 110 miles an hour. It's kind of when everything starts to become like wavy again, right? And the whole idea behind a rig car is to be able to control the wave and make it look really good. Um, so about a year ago, we built the one series for the first time. And that's when we approached you guys as we think back on that project. We've got this one series rig car and we want to film the cars driving and rolling. Because before that, it was trying to find my friends with convertibles and hanging out with, with my feet under the dash and my gimbal out on the road, you know? And that's and it, not dangerous at all. Not dangerous at all. And no. there's no insurance around that. I don't even want to think about what happened. I mean, it was a pretty out. dangerous environment, literally hanging out in the car, holding a like heavy that. camera and gimbal yeah. at 100 miles an hour sometimes. It's, it's kind of crazy. The content you can get that way is still good, but I wanted to put myself above what other people are doing, right? And I started like a lot of the kids now with a camera and a convertible and just taking rollers and taking footage and trying to meet people and do stuff. Mm -hmm. And as I continue to grow the company Golden Peaks Productions, it's how do I become to look more legit and charge what I'm worth and have the equipment to do it right. And so this was the first step and your project was the first project and it was a lot of trial and error, but. So what are your guys' thoughts on like, I mean, tossing us the keys for these projects, these crazy you know, harebrained ideas that we come up with. Yeah. I mean, it, it does take a special person to be like, yeah, to here guys, have at it. I have a hard time explaining to my family, like you got to drive a Lamborghini, like, yeah, like, I don't know. They trust me. It's, an, it's, elusive, like, you know, it's an elusive idea for so many and people. And we're very so. professional. We're very responsible. But I, I guess I've never asked, what is it like to just kind of, you know, here's my car. Go make what, what you need to make and do it well. Well, um, you know, it's all about risk management, right? And with the understanding that you guys have insurance uh, mm -hmm. to cover any potential damages that may occur, um, then there, there's not too much risk. I mean, we know that you're going to respect the cars uh, and not drive it to full tilt. Um, and bring it back in the same condition that we um, we, we lent it out, mm -hmm. and you know again. Well, you lent it to me that one time, and it came back chrome. So yeah, that was my, and I didn't even know <laughs> it was going to be chrome. a little bit better. Maybe. Oh, I forgot about that. You didn't right. know it was going to. I was chrome. completely in the dark. <laughs> okay, sorry about know, that. I didn't know about that. Yeah, he just he just said, oh yeah, we're going to pick. You know, we're, we're going to do something to it, but you can't select the color, and I'll bring it back to you when it's done. <laughs> that that took some that took some balls. I wow. have to say, I wouldn't have let somebody do that to my car. So. Oh, I wasn't worried about it because everything's reversible. That's I mean, true. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a wrap, and it's that's supposed true. to be something that's you know temporary in nature. You're not going to have a ten year old wrap. Yeah. Right. And um, I thought you know, there was no risk. I mean, just have fun with yeah. it. Um, you know, these supercars are meant to be showy. Mm -hmm. 
and they're meant to have a wow factor. And you brought it back with triple the wow factor. <laughs> and a fresh wash at the end of it there, too. <laughs> and I think at one point we got a text from Terry that said the crumb was an, was an extra cherry on the top for being a panty dropper. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so just very quickly, since, since we're talking wait, wait, about wait. the experience. You've got some first-hand experience with it? Yeah, it was weird. No, I'm married. Okay. <laughs> I'm married. Well, hey, that still can happen there. No, so so the odd thing was, you know, Alex and I are so ingrained in the, the car culture here, and just being car enthusiasts, the odd thing was the reaction. So you have anticipated reactions, uh, you know, to the Chrome wrap and you go out there, drive it and you start mm -hmm. showing photos of it. You show up at the cars and coffee. And the odd thing was the true real quote unquote car enthusiasts mm -hmm. were not as excited about it as the general public. Interesting. Kids, people yeah, who were not I necessarily into cars, uh, older men, yeah. women, mm -hmm. especially were hooting and hollering over this thing and they <laughs> loved it and you would get honks and cheers yeah. and thumbs up and all that but the diehard car people were like what did you just do <laughs> and and, that's, a, and yeah, the, that's an interesting it, and it, it was exactly opposite of what i thought would have happened interesting well i think i could have predicted that too because car guys it's, it's always guys majority. right but car guys are very opinionated yeah. when it comes to like looks and styles and chrome it kind of serves no purpose other than itself, you know, and it's, it's really about being more visible and yeah. if that's your prerogative, then that's fine. Right. Um, obviously I did this to your car and you were cool with it, which is great. And you love it, which is even <laughs> it's better. Still on. Um, and it's still on it for two years. So. so at first when I got it, I was like, Oh, this is different. And it was something that you'd have to, you know, get comfortable with and, yeah. and, and adjust to it. But the biggest aha moment for me, was for my wife because my wife doesn't care about any of the cars that I have, is not into cars, couldn't tell the difference between Model A and Model B. And her reaction to it was, I like it. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, That was wow. more reaction than any, like anything in the past. Never got a reaction from my wife. Alex, how about you and all this? Uh, yeah, I did get kind of, I don't know if you'd call it hate from like the car enthusiasts, because mine just wasn't chrome, it was, it had bright orange accents, there was mm -hmm. black, it had designs printed on it. Yeah, and some texture. It looked like a Hot Wheels car, yeah. really. But I liked it. Um, I did get a little sick of it after a while because it was just so much. Yeah. And that's not really who I am. I like, I like the black or the yeah. white or the blue or black. Yeah. Yeah. But um, everyone loved it besides the pure, pure car. Sure. The kids the loved it. Uh, everyone on the road. Love yeah, it. they thought it was incredible. Yeah, yeah it's um, amazing when we're driving cars like this, especially Chrome ones, mm -hmm. how irresponsible other drivers become. Oh, like, with the cameras yeah. and well, well, that's all part of the fun, though. It's true. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. You so, have to be but if you're if you're the owner, like <laughs> I was in the Aventador, coming to a stoplight on on another shoot that you and I were doing, and this truck was literally just working his way into my lane as we were coming to a stop, and I'm like. Going in the, the ditch, yeah. and I look up, he's got his phone, and he's not even looking straight ahead. Just trying to get a picture of the car. I'm like, I laying on the horn, and yeah. he, he's like, oh, 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 I can remember if he was cheering or flipping yeah. me off, but like. Let's see what that bad boy can do. Yeah, like, no, dude, go home, you know, I don't want to talk to you. And another, um, you know, comment that we would normally receive is, you know, uh, can you drive that thing because isn't it illegal? Sure. It's a blinding hazard. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I found that not to be the case. You know, I've driven behind the car. I've driven mm -hmm. behind Alex's car and never had an issue. Yeah. We've got so many different panels and, you know, we can drive at 
any time of the day. It could be in the morning, it could be in the evening, not a problem. Right. Even, you know, during the midday, during noon. Um, and I've had some instances with the local Leos and they've never said anything about it. They've yeah. I've never been written up for mm -hmm. it. There's no vehicle code that says, you know, yeah, you're not you allowed to have it. this. Right. Yeah. Well, so, I think 3M has done their research on where their markets are. I yeah. think I think there are certain countries that have regulations on reflective wraps. Yeah. But America is not one of them. It's like how much and where it's placed on the car. Right. Yeah. There's, but, but it's like we don't have yeah. to worry about it. Um, it's for sale here and it's for sale because yep. it's legal. Mm -hmm. Zero issue. Um, so what was it like for you guys then as we were driving these cars and picking up strangers? In downtown Minneapolis. Oh. Well, if you remember that day, I definitely remember that day. Alex and I were in the car. We were. You were driving in the, the chase car. car. Yep. Yeah, we were in the in the rig car. Yep. And uh, we were just watching people's reactions and going downtown, especially we we're you know obviously trying to find more densely populated areas. Yep. But uh, we enjoyed just watching people's responses <laughs> um, and looking at the the beauty of the vehicles. Yeah. Um, so it was obviously from a different perspective, but it was eye opening. Because normally we're in the vehicle. Mm -hmm. You're focusing on so much other things like driving and where things are at, and you kind of catch the reactions. But this way you could watch the reactions and see the cars. Exactly. So it was quite an experience. It was wonderful. It's always it's odd to see your own car yeah. moving. It's you know, cool. Moving. But yeah. Because when it's in the hands of someone else, it's just always so, so surreal. It's like, That's why we have good insurance. Yeah. No, it's not about insurance. It's just, it's just as a car person, it's like you love your car. You're yeah. always looking at it in the garage when yep. it's parked, right? Yep. But to see someone else driving it and see it in motion is it's really cool to see it because you're like that thing looks good yeah. is that how cool yeah. i always look yeah, like right. sweet but um and yeah. that's something i really enjoy you know when we you know, i'm heavy on social whether it be facebook or instagram mm -hmm. and i like seeing videos i like seeing moving vehicles and mm -hmm. even if it's photos i like rolling shots yeah because if i want to see still photos i mean i can look at a brochure you're i mean i can see quite a few of that Yep. You know, 80% of the, of the material out there is going to be stills. Mm -hmm. um, so me personally, I like to see the videos. And in addition to that, you get another aspect of video, which is not just the visual, but the audio. Yeah. Like we like to hear the vehicle, yeah. right? Because these cars sound really, really good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you don't, want, you don't want to miss that aspect of it. Sure. I think the moral of this story is, is kind of what we're, I'm trying to get at is, is, you know, we're grateful for having mm -hmm. the opportunities we have to produce content. Like and obviously that. we couldn't do that without so many people in our local car community and you guys are part of that and definitely a huge like thank you for you know your willingness is first and um you know just tossing us the keys and and letting us have that uh, opportunity is super cool and uh we think that there's a lot more stuff coming in the future yeah. so like and if we are mind, we'll be calling you guys again yeah we'll be Maybe calling again. you and as you get new cars we'll call you again <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of what it, what it is, though. Like yeah. we, you know, we are able to produce content, and then we connect more dots mm -hmm. with more um, actual projects or you know, fun stuff that's involved. Um, yeah, you guys. And I guess the goal of ours is we create content with other people's cars is to be able to create content that you would like to see as well. So mm -hmm. instead of like, ah, Jacob's taking my car again, I gotta do this shoot, and I never see anything from it. It's, we hope that the stuff that we produce, you also like, and you like to see. And what I also like to see is our community continuing to push the envelope, mm -hmm. um, going outside the boundaries of the norm, which you know we traditionally see each and every year. But mm -hmm. in order for our industry to evolve, we need to remain relevant. And if there are new industries and trends in products, services, mm -hmm. types of vehicles, you know, for example, with electric cars coming down the line, how can we remain relevant? So another project that we were involved with that didn't quite turn out the way we wanted was with Alex's Aventador. Um, Jacob called me up and he's like, hey, we got this idea. <laughs> what was it, like December? It was, 
Yeah, I think our earliest January <laughs> something like Christmas. Hey, I want to jump on skis over Lamborghini. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. I'll call up Alex. And he's like, yeah, sure, man, or whatever. Go pick up the car. <laughs> Alex is in Greece. He's like, yeah, you can take the car. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> his name is London. London. Yeah. Uh, so I go over to his house, and uh, the car is uh, buried in the garage and behind all of his family members' cars. So I have to go get all the keys. Winter, and, right? As it should. Yeah, there's some, the keys are somewhere in the house, but I had to go get them, and <laughs> it's all good. I got the car out. I get over to Jacob's house, and we film some car to car stuff yep. and some drone stuff. Yep. Um, and then the ski jump. Dun dun dun. I grew up skiing. Yeah. Right? And there's kind of this competitive angle too my ski career and getting injured and whatever, but I still ski and now I coach skiing and I was like seeing these YouTubers, Shmi and Stratman pulling each other behind the adventure door. And it was on a, it was on a trail. It was on a road, which is cool, but, but it was like a five, five miles an hour. Right. And I was like, okay, how can we make this cool? Let's go faster. Right. Where can we do it? Oh, let's go in the ditch where the ditch is eventually T-bone. They make a jump over a road. You know, we should jump over Lambo Dad doing donuts while I'm getting pulled by Alex's Aventador on my skis, right? And that's kind of how this whole thought idea progressed. It's taking someone else's idea, but then expounding on it. It's like, I could do it better. Yeah. (laughs) This could have been so good. Mm -hmm. Um, And in Minnesota, we had snow left. The snow conditions weren't great. There was grass, and I live in the country, so there's corn sticking through the snow already. And we kind of got everything filmed. It's establishing this person, and I was kind of anonymous in all my ski gear, and I'm skiing behind this Lamborghini, and it's like, supposed to be kind of just cool and epic it was more of an internet video to just show like hey there's a skier behind a lamborghini nobody does that then i wanted to backflip over this so we built the jump and we spent all day we saved the jump till the end and i didn't really do any math but my math definitely wasn't correct <laughs> when we hit that jump it, just, it threw me back seat and landed on my back and yeah. It was a hard hit, but nothing was broken, nothing was bruised. And we're, we're actually thankful for Ryan Wheeler, Lambo Dad, for being there because he got the best footage. He of did. And that I mean, you'll see it. Incident. We can put that on the video right yeah, now. You're going to see, see it, it happening. In slow it. motion. It's, it's one of those, it was a very amateur moment, and I'm actually more embarrassed about how I didn't land the jump than like it hurt, right? But I don't care about that. It's like, I just feel like I suck. <laughs> Dude, it probably would have been easier to flip it with that. Jump. Well, that's the thing. And, and I mean, looking back at it, when you're standing there at the jump, it looks like it would work, right? Yeah. Again, I didn't do my math. But it looks like it would work. We had it all lined up. We had the speed correct. I landed on the landing. The, the transition between the ground and the slope was just sharp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what everyone's like, was, why did you we were at a cross, flip? I'm to like, explain it to the listener, we were at a crossroad. Yeah. And we had a jump built on the corner of it to just r- r- drop, you know, jump across just one lane, not, not across kitty corner. And it was a country across. road. It wasn't anything like three lane, four lane. So road. I was driving the Lamborghini and we did what multiple 20, test runs. 27 miles an hour. Of you just choosing the speed. I think the proper speed, I think we chose like 32. Okay. And we did multiple test runs of us coming up in the intersection. Jacob would get his, his trajectory kind of set and let go of the rope and go up the jump yeah. and uh, we went for one last test run yeah. and Jacob decided that it wasn't going to be a test run of just speed. It's one of those things you can never call your, your jump or your trick because that's when you, you decided to go you right this, for the this jump. This feels right and you do it. But anyways, I felt wrong lesson. after that. It was, but <laughs> felt very wrong. I felt, I heard the thunk even in the loud of the door. I have not hit the ground that hard in a long time. I've had a few hard hits across all the activities I've yeah. done, but it's been a while. Well, so, I'm glad you land on the, not on the road. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, that was another instance of using Lamborghini and you know, the gracious you know, 
Josh our, our car community, but you're not going to pay your back, okay? Yeah. He turns around and walks away. <laughs> yeah, I think I was like, let's go get Chipotle, though. Yeah. I think we were. Just laying on the ground. Yeah, everyone else was like, oh, bro, that was so crazy. I went up, uh, my Boy Scout inner self yeah. is like, Jacob, how's your neck? How's your back? It's fine. Can you okay, can you, okay yes. we're good. Okay, let's go to Chipotle. <laughs> Rub some dirt on it, you're fine. Yeah. yeah. I got some so, super glue and duct tape. Hopefully we'll finish that next year. So I am always anxious to get out in the wintertime because, as you mentioned before, uh, the car scene dries up in Minnesota in the wintertime because, naturally, from most people's perspective, we live in a tundra, which isn't exactly true. But um, it is a cold, a cold environment. Um, but the advantage there is all of our amazing lakes uh, freeze, and it becomes like a dry lake bed. Um, assuming there's not like too much snow buildup because it's just deep and you can't move. Um, but when there's just a couple inches or whatever, it, it's a playground. Every lake is an awesome playground. Um, so I'm always just bugging every car guy I know to like try to like, let's take out your exotic car in the wintertime. Um, and it's an uphill battle every time. Um, I got out on the lake a couple times this, this winter. Uh, one was with the safari, which we already You've seen that, um, and that was amazing, but I would love to do more with like cars that just look like they don't belong, like, like supercars, you know? Um, because when the conditions are right, um, the snow is, is not too deep. Um, frozen lakes in the wintertime in Minnesota can look as, like, amazingly, be as yeah, amazingly beautiful like a desert environment at sunset, you know? So as, as you saw in the R Safari, Safari, whatever, video, I mean, the light <laughs> is, at, at, like, sunrise on the lake, it's, like, just, the colors are crazy mm -hmm. on, a, on a sunny day, so, yeah. um, it's really cool, there's a lot of content to be made out in those environments, um, yeah, it's just tricky to get people pumped about that, and snow tires, for instance, on a exotic car that they're going to drive once that winter, it's kind of, so, if you want to sponsor a video, we yeah, if anyone wants to no sponsor our sponsors, next winter's, for, uh, or if you have a used set you you just want to get rid of, yeah, a used set of of winters, yeah, yeah, yeah. because I mean you were talking about you know um, how unique your content is. I mean this is something that would be very difficult to reproduce in mm -hmm. warmer climates, Correct. and so this is a unique opportunity for us Midwest people. Mm -hmm. It is, it is. Um, so always a work in progress. I'm just excited to see how uh, or where the car community in Minnesota is going to go. I mean, in the past couple of years, it's grown so much. Yeah. I think this year with the COVID epidemic has been a turning point because when I entered the car scene, it was clicky and there were groups and there were groups that didn't associate with groups. And there was, you know, the people in, in this group that hated the people in this group. And then they started their own car show to compete with each other. And that's what I grew up in. And now with the COVID, it's suddenly like we're one group and we're doing these birthday parades. We're just happy to be out. Yeah. I mean, again, it's just the, the evolution of the scene because of, you know, the, the current social situation with the COVID-19. Mm -hmm. But um, what I hope to be able to see is more people coming out yeah. and um, feeling that the scene is approachable. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know how much longer Walls is going to have us, you know, uh, with these layers of protections in place. But mm -hmm. once it fully opens up, I think you're going to see a huge resurgence because yeah. there's pent up frustration. Uh, people want to get their cars out and also realize that in the in Midwest, we have a very small car season. Yeah. And uh, so we have to maximize that opportunity. And those days are, are fleeting. Yeah, definitely. And on that point, and this might be a good place to wrap it up, but um, because of 
so many people losing jobs, so many businesses having to close down. Um, all I can say is as far as car stuff is we're pretty fortunate to have a great racetrack only two hours away. That's Brandon International Raceway. And they're not sponsoring any videos here. They're just friends of ours. But I would say take every opportunity you can to go support them and bring your car up for any event or buy a ticket to whatever you can um, because we would hate to lose them. And they are not immune to, you know, the hardships that we're all enduring right now. So I think that's a good, a good, uh, a good thing that we us car people should be doing, you know, getting out to car shows is great, but racetracks where it's at. Yep. So yeah, um, definitely support them. Look up their schedule. They're trying every day to keep, keep some things rolling. So, and they've got HPDEs already scheduled. So they do. You, you, okay. if you really want to get to understand the dynamics of your car and yeah. really explore how much more it has to offer, uh, do it on the, safely on the track. Correct? Yep. That's high performance driving education for anyone. Who uh, I think I'm that. looking forward to is their, uh, their Wednesday night drag racing. Ooh. I'm excited to get the M4 up there. 25 bucks. You can make as many passes as you want. No there you go. Yeah, it's a steal. They got drifting. I think every other Wednesday, they have drifting and autocross too. That you we can have a do. couple of drift buddies that I've seen do that. That's interesting. Yeah, for yeah. 25 bucks. Dang, I need to buy a car that I can I think it starts at like 4 o'clock and then Three, you just 350? run all night. Right. We'll uh, be seeing more of Alex and Terry. I think you guys are planning to do some events. Crown Rally, I know both of you are signed up for. Yep, we'll be seeing a lot more of you guys this summer. Um, and again, just thank you guys for your willingness and participation in our crazy harebrained ideas support. and the support you guys give us. So yeah. that's a huge thing. Um, and then quickly, guys, just shout out your Instagram profiles if you want to promote. Yeah. Yep, you can find us on uh, Get Low Media for Instagram and also on Facebook. Yeah, my Instagram is Jades, J-A-D-E-S, and I'm excited. Um, I'll be racing Formula 4 and GT4 for Rentec. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll be talking about that in the future. Of course, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, great car content from all these guys, and uh, thank you for being on the podcast today and uh, supporting Charter Speed Media. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, guys. That was, that was great.